Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. There we go. Three, two, one. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. We will not have Donald today as he is busy uh, with real life work situations, but we have two very, very special guests from the Believe in Saints. I'm going to start over here with David, then we're going to work with Terrence, introduce you guys yourselves a little bit about uh, yourself. David Grubb, a co-host of the Believe in Saints podcast. Uh, I've been in sports uh, media for about 20 years now, and I uh, also own sports media company, Hard to Paint Sports, uh, so folks can check that out as well. Uh, my name is Terrence Copper. Uh, I'm a former NFL player. I played for the Saints as well. Uh, I'm a co-host of the Believe in Saints, and also I've been in been in radio, been in this thing for about eight to time, eight to nine years. I also do the pregame show and the postgame show for East Carolina University. Awesome, awesome. Well, we appreciate you guys being on here because, as I said before we started, I really don't know a whole lot about the Saints this this season i've looked at some stat lines team stat lines i'm gonna start off with this question real quick i was kind of looking at like sacks and tackles for losses and and pressure rates and i I was noticed in the in the past the saints have been very very good at that and i'm not liking what i'm seeing right now for the saints this year under the stat lines do the stat lines hold up or is there something going on with the front seven of the saints defense going on right now david I think the defense has struggled with getting consistent pressure this season. Um, They've done a good job uh, really kind of holding the edge. Uh, But Curtis Granderson is the best pass rusher on this team right now, four and a half sacks, I believe, for him so far this year. Uh, But, yeah, that has been an issue. It's not the same defensive line that it was three or four years ago. It's still a very solid group, particularly against the run. Uh, But pressure is something that they've struggled to generate uh, uh, but young guys like Brian Breezy are starting to come along. They could get better as the year goes on. Uh, this defense has shown over the last couple of years that it does improve in areas as, as the season goes on. But yes, it is a concern right now. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NFL, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Terrence, do you have anything you want to add to that? No, like like David just said, you know, they, they've never really been the last year or so a team that puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback, but they've always been great at stopping the run. You know, and those are things they're still trying to work to get better at. Uh, and I think as, as they continue to work, continue to work on the technique, uh, continue to take the coaching, uh, we'll get better at it. Awesome. Um, pass coverage. I've heard some different stuff about the pass coverage for the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to start with you, Terrence. What, what are your thoughts about this pass coverage um, uh, this this season so far? Sometimes our pass coverage, because we play so much man-to-man, sometimes our pass coverage can be feast-to-fan. You know, so it's the, the way we play our, our coverages, and there's not a lot of coverages we play, 
Like I said, we play just strictly man, so sometimes we get hit with a lot of crossing routes. Uh, sometimes we give up plays when it comes to quarterback scrambling because we are in man-to-man. And like me and Dave talked about it before, there's no coverage that can take everything away. You know, so you got to take the good with the bad, whatever coverage you play, and take your losses. And I think right now, uh, defensively, pass coverage-wise, we have the talent and we are giving up big plays, but we're still playing solid for the most part, but we are giving up explosive plays. Okay, David, uh, he went a little bit on the, you know, scheme-wise. Do you have anything to add uh, personnel-wise uh, when it comes to pass coverage? Well, I think the, the, the concern for the Saints is, is at the safety position, you know, um, Marcus May had missed three games due to suspension, uh, so that broke up some continuity for him. He had gotten off to a good start with an interception in game one, and then he gets suspended, and that kind of broke his rhythm, I, I think, with the defense. Um, and then Teron Matthews, quite frankly, getting older. He is not the same Teron Matthew that he was, you know, when he was 28 years old. So you look at him, and, and, and you can see the, the mind is there, but it's uh, sometimes in a man-to-man scheme, that's not the best usage for a guy who, who, who relies on instinct. Because if he gets caught in the wrong uh, coverage as man-to-man, he can get beat with speed. So, yeah, that, that's one of their concerns there, too, is they need that pass rush to be a little bit better because timing is so important when you play man-to-man. So it's all connected. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you bring up a really good point about um, – guys with instincts like you just talked done talking about the honey badger right and you know he's made a history of using his instincts to to get in and make plays and if you don't allow especially a veteran guy who maybe has lost you know a half a step or something due to age uh, you know you need to in my opinion utilize his strengths which would be this stuff up here right and, and allow him to use those instincts and his knowledge of the game in order to put himself in a better position to make those plays. So uh, that's, it's very interesting that you bring that up. Uh, Is there anything, either one of you, I'll I'll just leave it out uh, that you guys want to discuss about the defense in general this year that I maybe hasn't been covered yet. Dave, you got anything? Oh, I I would just say, you know, I I think they've done a much better job, honestly, this year forcing turnovers than they did a season ago. They, They really struggled and generating turnovers last year. Um, they've already beaten their total from, from a season ago wow. through seven games. So so that right there, uh, I think that this team, guys like Marshawn Lattimore, he's capable of taking the ball away. So is Elante Taylor. So is Teron Matthews. So is Marcus May. So they have guys who are capable. If you make mistakes <clears throat> that maybe in the past they couldn't take advantage of, they can right now. And then when they do reach the pass rusher, they have shown that they can get strip sacks. Awesome. Terrence, anything else? When you look at everything, I know our stats, defense for our stats is is not, you know, perfect. But I want to see our defense play when our offense play complementary football. Our defense is a lot better than what we're showing, and we're still playing solid. I just don't think people realize how good our defense really is until our offense start matching up better, you know, and, and extending drives and putting points on the board. Because that does wonders for defenses when your offense is putting points up. So we never – we still haven't seen the best of this defense yet, but we're not going to see it until the offense start coming along. As Colts fans, um, I, I fully 
understand exactly where you're coming from, Terrence. Uh, the Colts, when you look at the stat lines for the Colts defensively, it looks bad, right? Hey, a lot of points, a lot of yardage in certain situations. And then you go and you look at the turnovers that the offense have had uh, over the past few games. And you're like, you're just putting this team's defense in bad spots consistently, right? You need that complimentary football uh, on both sides of the ball in order for both the offense, the defense, and let's face it, the special teams to uh, really bring forth their best. If I can, that's the part two that has failed the Saints. The punting game, it, it was, was critical in that loss to Jacksonville. The shanked punt set the Jaguars up with some great field position. Um, and, and Lou Headley has not been uh, up to par as, as far as what the Saints punters have been the past. If there's one thing the Saints have had consistently over the years are strong Pro Bowl caliber type punters. And Lou Headley has not been that. And then Blake Groupie has missed some game winners and some kicks um, that he should have made uh, in regulation. So I think it's it, that has that sets your defense up too. Because, you know, when you got to go out on the field after you thought you had points and then you don't, or after you've done it, you know, your offense, you're hoping that they can set you up by flipping the field for you. And instead of a 45-yard punt, you got a 35-yard punt. That doesn't help you as much. Yeah, you're absolutely right. All right, so I want to flip over to the offense a little bit. And I've I'm, I'm been noticing Olave has been really lighting it up this year, right, uh, offensively. I'm seeing him get, you know, nine, 80, 90, 100, 110 yards receiving uh, week after week after week. And, you know, Michael Thomas is getting – he's producing, you know, 40, 50, 60 – but it's consistent week after week after week. It looks like he's that that uh, number one, the number two. He looks like he's he's moved to the number two position uh, on, in the receiving target situation right now. And, and is that is that an accurate assessment coming into this, uh, Terrence? I think he's I think it's, it's accurate when it comes to him being a number two. I think Olave is the number one guy. Uh, it's time for him to be the number one guy. He, he had a great uh, rookie year. Uh, we drafted him in the first round. Uh, you know, Thomas coming off back-to-back injuries. But one thing I can say, Thomas is, to me, Thomas is the most consistent receiver we have on the team. Uh, he may not be the most explosive receiver on the team, but when the ball comes his way and he gets his hands on him, usually he's catching those balls. And it may not be explosive plays, but he's getting those first downs that we need. That more He's more of a possession receiver now and not that really that down-the-field, go-get-it guy. Uh, so, I'm fine with how Thomas is playing. We just have to come together offensively as a unit. That's what I'm that's what I'm worried about. Okay. Okay. Now, my favorite player on the Saints offense is a guy, he's my favorite because availability is the the best ability, right? And when you have uh the ability to play multiple positions at a good level, that makes it very very important. Taysom Hill is by far my favorite guy because of his utility. David, uh, how have the Saints been utilizing him this year? It's been inconsistent, but I think his usage is about to go up. Um, You know, the red zone has been the Saints' biggest area of difficulty this season with their offense. They've been able to move the ball between the 20s. Uh, But inside of that, that's where their difficulty has been. And and I think a part of that's been how they failed to use Taysom. Uh, Their first touchdown that they scored against Jacksonville was led by Taysom really just bulldozing his way into the end zone. And, and I think that the, the Saints 
are at the stage where you're looking for any kind of spark offensively in that area, you can't rely on anybody's egos. And I think that's if, if over this amount of time that they had off since that Thursday night, I, I would hope, and from what they've said, and, and, and I've got to trust them on that, you trust the man until he proves you otherwise. You got to hope that people had a, that come to Jesus meeting and in the red zone, the most effective players on this team are Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill and, and, and Jimmy Graham. You, I, I would expect to see more usage of them uh, in the red zone in particular. And Taysom, in the backfield, I think a bit more too. As a tight end, it's, he's fine. He's fine. But DC will tell you, you put it in his hands as quickly as possible and let him do his thing. Running routes, he's never going to be on a dime running his routes. But you get it to him quick in a, in a screen like a bubble, or you get it to him on a pitch, or you let him take it from that quarterback position, and he's much more dynamic. And he can be that run-throw option. Now, I think you'll see more usage for Taysom in the coming weeks. Okay. That's that's good That's good to know. Uh, Terrence, anything to add? Just in general? I just like how, like, like Dave said, we need to use him more. But – I like how this year we're using him more in a quarterback role, a quarterback role, not just hiking it to him and he's running. Uh, so we actually have plays in now that he's actually had the option to throw the ball. And if it's not there, then of course he'd do his deal. So I honestly like him in that role as well, having that option to throw it. And it's not just straight design runs every time he comes in because now it keeps the defense off balance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alvin Kamara. Let's, let's talk about the man. Uh, how's he look so far this year, Terrence? He's still getting his footing up under him. Um, you know, he missed his first three games. Uh, he's The more carries he's getting, he's going to get better. And the more our offense start to click, he's going to get better. Uh, I think they're trying to get the ball in his hands with the run game. I think they're still trying to establish the run game, even though we can kind of stick to it a little bit more. But I'm not a fan of just running the ball just to run it. We still got to run it effectively. You know, so – as we continue to get better, I think we continue to get better. Okay. David, anything to add to that? Yesterday uh, in press conference, uh, Dennis Allen talked about, you know, Allen's numbers in his peak with uh, uh, under, um, excuse me, under, why am I forgetting? I hit Sean Payton uh, under his peak there, and then Sean wanted to limit his carries, cut his total touch to around 20. And he's been getting around 28 touches this season per game. And that's a lot for him. And I think, you know, not having Jamal Williams for a while due to injury impacted that, um, you know, and then wanting to get him on the field after the, the suspension impacted that and just use him as much as they did. And because he's an easy check down, uh, you know, to, I mean, and, and you know he, he can be dynamic with the ball. And I think there were some times where they kind of forced it. But like like Tara said, that the offense is evolving, hopefully. And, and, and those things are going to be, the touches you want to maximize a guy like Alvin's touches because he's not a guy who gets more powerful as the game goes on. He's a guy that when he has his moment, you get him in those, the play calling is set up for him and you get him on the edges. He can beat anybody in the NFL one-on-one. There's no one who can get him in a box. And so I think that's what you're going to see with Alvin. And that's what he's really been pushing for. And I think you saw that, you know, after the, the aftermath of that Jacksonville thing, I think the, the best outcome is all these people now in the meeting got to say to each other, this is what works for me. And that conversation is so important to an offense, especially when you have really dynamic players. And Michael Thomas, out late, like 
TC said too, it may not look dynamic, but the ability to move the chains is dynamic. And he does that consistently. So I think the Saints just have to get back to get getting guys in a position to do what they do well and not try to fix fit uh, square pegs in the round holes. Absolutely. You know, Alvin Kamara, last time the Colts played the Saints, Alvin Kamara uh, made a lot of big plays, just making people miss out in the open field on screen plays and stretch plays and things of that nature. So I'm kind of interested to see how the Saints use him in this game. It's going to be very similar uh, in, in that aspect. Now, I'll, the last thing I want to discuss personally, speaking of history against the Colts, Derek Carr, um, veteran quarterback, a guy who um, does a very good job if he does not have pressure in his face against zone defense, and the Colts run a lot of okay. zone defense, as as most people know. How has Derek looked so far this year? Either one of you. I start off Dave. So to me, he's been he's been inconsistent. Uh, he's been inconsistent. He he's made some plays. Don't get me wrong. He's made some plays. He's Right now, he's in the middle of the road of everybody. If you got 32 teams in the NFL, he's he's right in the middle of the road, about 15, 16 uh, best quarterbacks in the league right now. Uh, he has to continue to get better, but not just him. To me, when it comes to the quarterback, it's everybody around him. He can't do his job properly unless everybody around him does their job. And when I say that, I'm talking about the offensive line blocking well not just off the line blocking, but the running back stepping up and blocking well when it comes to the blitz. Run, uh, receivers running their routes hard. Receivers making catches. You know, so everything revolves around how everybody does their job when it comes to the quarterback position. So I can't necessarily say that he's just having a bad year, but he's struggling. He's not the car right now that we're used to seeing. Okay. David? Don't you always – for Derek Carr, you're ma- you want to maximize efficiency with him. You know, it's not going to be – you don't want to put him in a position to go out and throw 50-plus times like he's had to do the last couple of weeks. Those, those things are not setting him up for success when you have to put him in that position. So, yeah, there are very few quarterbacks in this league who are capable of winning games on their own. Most quarterbacks require that everything to be working well. And the Saints as a system – have not worked well, and that has not benefited Derek Carr. So if the system starts to come together, if the play calling, the the, the consistency on the offensive line, which has been injured and, 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 and shifting personnel, if you can have your backfield the same for multiple weeks, if the receivers are on the same page, then then you'll see some progress. But while all these things are in flux, like they've been the first seven weeks for this team, you don't get inconsistent performances. Okay. Uh, the last thing for question for me before I hand it over to you guys, see if you guys have anything you want to ask about the Indianapolis Colts. Dennis Allen, we all know uh, about Sean Payton and his history with the team. I don't know nothing about this head coach. I was wondering if you guys could fill me in a little bit about him. Um, let David go first this time. I mean, you know, Dennis is one of the best defensive minds in the NFL, and he's been consistent with that no matter what he's done. Um, I think he's, he's as a work, as a head coach, he's a work in progress, and this is kind of his moment. You know, you you find out whether a guy is going to be a long term head coach in the adversity, in those moments. So, can he bring this group together 
and still achieve the goals that they have on the table, which are all still on the table. They can win their division, they can get in the playoffs, and then you see what happens. That's going to be the test for Dennis Allen. He's got the defensive part down. We got that. But the part for the head coach is can you communicate your vision to everybody? And I think communication has been the word for the Saints since the offseason and improving that. And that's that's the test now for Dennis Allen. I don't think he's a guy that people disrespect. I don't think he's somebody that people want to see fail. But I think this is your test as a leader. And, and your team will follow your direction. If he's in the middle of it and he's pulling it together, they will join him. Terrence? Yeah, I think Dave just summed it up in a nutshell. I echo exactly everything he says. So, I mean, there's nothing I can add to that. He just – he hit everything perfectly. <laughs> that happens occasionally when you guys are, you know, talking amongst each other. I, I fully understand that situation. I'm going to give you guys uh, a few minutes here. Um, if there's anything that you want to ask me about the Indianapolis Colts, either one of you, just feel free to speak up. I have a couple questions for you. Where where do you feel like they're struggling at offensively? Do you feel like it's the run game or the pass game? Uh, well, it is in the pass game, but only because of the turnover situation, right? Uh, when it comes to sacks, it seems like we get a lot of strip sacks rather than just regular sacks. And then, um, you know, uh, now when it comes to throwing the football, um, Obviously, not having Anthony Richardson no more that that takes away a dynamic that we had before with the the the, the power of the throws. Um, I do feel like that threat of the run is still there with Gardner Minshew, especially now that Shane Steichen is utilizing him in more RPO systems. But I like what we have in the passing game. I like what I like our offensive line, our running backs, and our receivers and our tight ends. I like all of that. It's the turnovers right now that is absolutely destroying this offense completely. Uh, they're the only team in the NFL right now through uh, since, you know, all seven weeks that has scored at least 20 points in every game, right? So I like the the consistency of being able to move the football and put points on the board. But you just can't give the ball over to an opposing team and expect to win ever, you know. Uh, Gardner's had four uh, turnovers this past Sunday against the Cleveland and he had four turnovers against Jacksonville the week before that that's not any kind of recipe for success so that's that's the situation that I'm looking at I, I think that our receivers all, all of our skill outside of the running back is very young we have very young tight ends we have very young wide receivers I think the skill is there they just need to get more experience and more snaps uh, to become a better as units would just be on the defensive matchups what areas do you think that the saints could exploit um against the colts uh and and where could Derek Carr or or the ground game make some plays oh on the perimeter without any question um right now the indianapolis colts secondary is in flux uh we lost obviously uh stefan gilmore this past offseason has to be traded out because he wanted to go to a, a team that was going to be you know, competing in the playoffs and he didn't see that. So we let him go. Then Isaiah Rogers got hit with gambling and was gone for the season. Uh, then, then was released uh, our best at that point. We were down to Kenny Moore in the slot. And then our outside corners were guys that have had a total of 177 snaps in the NFL. 
you know, we had three rookies and four guys that had very little experience. Our best corner, Dallas Flowers, lost for the season um, this uh, with an injury earlier this season. And now we're down to – and then our best rookie, Juju Brents, now has a quad injury. So we are very, very thin at outside corner right now. And when you got guys who can really win one-on-one matchups um, or find uh, open spots in the zone – in uh against this pass defense against rookies a lot of rookies or very very inexperienced corners i think you're going to win a lot of matchups out on the outside what what do you think of the play of your special teams uh we lost our special teams coordinator bubba ventrone uh this past offseason also he went to the browns and then some of our better special teams players gunners and such like that all pros um this past all season or due to injury uh, during training camp. Uh, Our punter just came back from an Achilles tear from last year. Um, There is a lot of issues going on right there. Uh, We are, I think fifth worst in the NFL in uh, kick coverage. And I think sixth worst in the NFL in punt average. Right. Uh, Maybe just because we're, we're still working with a new, you know, a uh, special teams coordinator and a lot of inexperience in special teams right now uh, with youth and stuff of that nature. And I have seen gradual improvement over the last two or three weeks, but that is definitely, um, you know, a situation in the game, which the Colts need to improve uh, overall. That's, that's it for me. I mean, I'm looking forward that's to this because this is certainly a game um, I think, you know, that the Saints, it's not, you know, the Terrence, I like to talk about, it. it's not a must win, but it's a must have. Like, you you, you go on and you want, like, this is, you don't want to lose three in a row. You know, like, no football team wants to be in a position where they've lost three in a row. And and the Saints have a schedule that's favorable, you know, as far as the NFL goes that they'd like it, uh, over the next few weeks. It's important to them to get this win, but I think this is, a, you know, Indianapolis is certainly a tough place to play. And um, we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm excited to see what does happen. Any final words, Terrence? Uh, not at all. Just who that? Who that? <laughs> who that? All right. I feel I, I kind of echo. I think Colts fans echo what David said, right? Uh, if they lose this one, it'll be three in a row, right? And they 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 just come out of two games They that Colts fans and the players feel like they should have won, right? Uh, if it wasn't for the turnovers and the fact that, and everybody in the NFL understands the referee situation that happened this past week against the Browns. Um, but yes, uh, we feel like we have a very favorable schedule as well. And it's a, it's a, this is a situation where they feel like you need to get that first win somewhere. And this, this opportunity is very important for either the saints or the Colts to get that first win and get some, get, get some steps and streaks going here uh, to get out of, of the, rut that they're in right now on both teams i i should say hey i appreciate you guys great games it should it should (laughs) both teams should come out um just you know fired up and and looking to win the game um appreciate you both of you again um one final moment go ahead tell everybody where uh people can find you on social media david and terrence david yeah at dm grub on um x and uh instagram terrence uh, at T Copper on X and Instagram as well. 
and also follow some Believe in Saints. Awesome. Awesome. Coach fans, make sure you go out, give these guys, check them out on Believe in Saints. This was Lawrence Owen. This was Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.